Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life of Lips. Let's go. This moment's past you. Grab you a pet in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. Don't let this moment was past you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. What's up? Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of My Life of List. Yours truly, Derek Sire in the Possibility Studio, powered by Paradigm Shift and the one and the only on the ones and twos and sometimes threes. My producer, DJ Jazz. Y'all show us some love. Yo, listen, the name of this specific podcast episode today is What Y'all Doing In There? That was my daddy. For those of y'all didn't know, if you've never heard that before, What Y'all Doing In There? That's when he just bust open the door. Hey, hey, hey. He didn't, you know, he didn't really have a plan or agenda, but he would just, hey, hey, just open the door. What y'all doing in here? And I'm like, dad, like sometimes we would jump because we was doing something we were supposed to be doing, but other times we were just playing Nintendo. But for the most part, that was a check just to figure out if he could get some information. It was one of those social rules that you had that you didn't know was a rule at the time, but you learned to find out that it was a rule. Like parents have these weird ways of like implementing uh, uh, rules and like flexing their authority. For example, one of the things my parents used to say is they would tell you to do something again, but what it really meant was don't do it. Right. Here's an example, like open that door again. They would tell you to do it, but they they really meant don't open a door again. Run in this house one more time. What they really meant was don't run in the house. Right. Slam that door again. Right. They was just they telling you to do it. But it the, the inflection in their voices lets you know that even though they was telling you to do it, they didn't. They didn't really want you to do it. And I found that I, I learned these rules throughout life. There are these rules that exist that nobody really talks about. They just kind of know. For example, right, here, here, here's, here's some, some rules, some like grown-up adult rules, right? Uh, here's one. If there's an argument, find a way to resolve it or I'll resolve it for you. That was like the adults to the kids, right? This is like the, the adults would just, like kids knew not to go tell because if they told, then the parents would get involved and it would just be a, this whole ordeal. It, the, the parents' rule was like, don't even come to me with it because if you come to me with it, then I got to lay down the hammer, right? Everybody here going to get spanked. Everybody going here have to stop playing. Everybody going here have to come inside. It's like these rules that you just knew. Don't go tell an adult because if you told an adult, the game was going to get shut down. That was one. Here we go. Here we go. Here's another one. Don't hit your sister, right? I grew, I grew up with this. Don't hit your sister. Uh, if she hits you, tell me or find something else to play that won't make her, <laughs> won't make her mad. <laughs> Don't hit your sister. Don't hit your sister. <laughs> but if she hits you, you come tell me, right? It's just kind of these rules of like things you could do and you couldn't do. Here, here's another. Here's another rule that the adults kind of just put in place. The older kids looked after the younger kids. I don't know why that was a rule. It was always, who's the oldest, right? It was always that that thing. Here's another one. Don't play house, right? Because then you like got your friends and you with your, your cousins. And it's like, wait a minute, who's playing mom and daddy? And then what do y'all think mom and daddy do? Nope, nope, nope. Shut it down. We didn't play house growing up. There was a no-no. We also didn't play church, 
This is another thing we didn't do because we didn't we didn't we didn't play like shout and play preaching. We didn't do even though we did. But, the, you know, it's just like these rules that adults just kind of put into play. I got one more adult rule and then I want to go to like some kid rules. Here we go. Um, if anyone starts crying. I'm going to come in and make everybody cry. That was one of our rules. Like if one person get in trouble, everybody get in trouble. I was like, dang, man. And then if somebody start crying, all the kids was like, no, 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 no. Don't cry. Don't go tell. Don't go tell. It's just kind of this rule. If one person cried, then, and they went and told everybody was in trouble. So you try to keep the person that was crying from going to go tell. What about kid rules? What about kid rules? Here's a, here's a rule that we grew up just kind of knowing, but it wasn't really like a real rule. It was like, if you cheat, don't get caught. <laughs> and if you don't get caught, tell your friend how to cheat. That was the rule. Like, like if you get caught, I mean, you just don't get caught. If you cheat, don't get caught. And if you don't get caught, tell everybody else how to cheat. That's the rule. Here's another. Here's another one. You pay attention to the street light. When the street light came on, that was, I don't care if it was daylight saving times. I don't care if you bounced back, sprung forward. I don't care what it was. When that street light came on, it was time to be inside. Here we go. Here we go. Here's another one. It doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are. When your mama called your name, when your daddy called your name, you came. You didn't say, huh? We got in trouble for saying, huh? From the other room. We just didn't do it. We just didn't do it. Here we go. Here's another kid rule. If you broke it, you got to fix it. And if you can't fix it, then you go tell somebody that you broke it. Now you don't you don't tell on yourself if you try to if you try to do it right. Like I mean, so it's all these rules. And the reason I bring this up is because there's so many times we find ourselves in these spaces where people know how to operate according to the rules, but then when you when you try to ask them about the rules, there's really no real rule in place. Those are called social norms. Social norms, whether you are uh, an athlete, a business person, whether you work in the food industry, no matter what it is, they're just kind of these norms that people learn, not because they're being told, but because they observe. There's certain things that you can do in certain places you can't do in another. Like when I was playing sports, it was absolutely normal to pat each other on the butt. I can't do that one in the business office. I can't do it. I can't go, hey, good job, Craig in a suit and pat Craig on the butt. That's where HR comes in. I don't want HR involved. It was like, yo, HR, I was an athlete for 25 years. They're like, I'm sorry, sir. You can't do that here. I'm sorry. And there's the thing. If you try to list everything that you can and cannot do in these spaces, it's just going to become exhaustive. And so that's why these social norms are in place. Here's another one. Burping. Burping is a, is a norm. It's a, nobody ever says, hey, man, don't burp. But you just kind of know, like, not to burp. And if you do burp, you say, Excuse me. Everybody knows that. Passing gas, burping, picking your nose. Picking your nose is one of those things that I think everybody does. But it's just one of those things that you just don't do in public. Right. You got you got your, your group of friends that you may be able to, like, do a quick pick with, you know, be like, dang, man, something's up there. You, you got the people that you can do that with. But for the most part, that's one of those things that you just don't do. Now, the reason this is important to acknowledge that there are social norms in different places that are not uh, overtly stated, but everyone learns through observation is because what if I am trying to get in a group and I don't know the norms? What if I am trying to become a part of a community, an organization, a people group, and I do not know the norms? 
I've, I've, I've tried to get into so many groups and I just come in and I, I look silly and I sound out of place and I look a certain way because nobody took the time to tell me what's acceptable in this space. I remember I went to a coffee place and I asked if they had uh, if, if they had any flavors. And he said, excuse me. I said, yeah, yeah. Do you have any flavors that I can put in my coffee? And he turned around to the people. Hey, Sue. He asked if we had flavors. Sue laughed, rolled her eyes, kind of cackled, turned back around and made her espresso. And I was like, dang, I can't ask for flavors. I went to a pizza place here in Oklahoma City and I asked for ranch. He said, excuse me? Ranch. I said, do you have any ranch? He said, sir, we do not carry ranch. This is an authentic Italian cuisine, blah, 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 blah. I was like, man. I don't go back to that place anymore. I also didn't go back to the place with the with the coffee. I'm saying there are these certain places where you dress and you move and, and you try to operate a certain way, not because people tell you, but you just observe a certain way. I didn't know that you had to dress up for brunch. I just didn't know. I showed up. I had on shorts, flip-flop, and a T-shirt because it was a Sunday afternoon. Everybody else was dressed up in big hats and heels and skirts and sundresses and khakis and button-ups. I was like, man, nobody told me. But apparently everyone there knew. So there's, there's three things that I, I, I think are very important when you are trying to navigate, infiltrate, become a part of certain spaces. Number one, we have to be observant. I don't know that people are going to outwardly tell us what to do. Number one, we have to be observant. We got to be we got to be willing to observe and take the time to see how people move, how they talk, how they dress. What are some of the nuances uh, of the group? I think that when people have to explain things, they get frustrated. Unfortunately, when they have to explain things, they get frustrated. I'm one of those one of those people. I'm a rec- I'm a recovering frustrated person, right? My my wife wanted to to play some uh, some games. She wanted to learn how to play tennis, and she wanted to learn how to golf, and she wanted to learn how to do all these cool things. And I would get fr- so frustrated because she just didn't know how to automatically do the thing. And I had spent all these years doing the thing with people who knew how to do the thing. And my wife, in order to do the things with me, found someone that was more patient at the thing than I was. And that kind of hurt my feelings. I was like, dang, hold up, who are you playing tennis with? And she was like, I'm just trying to get better so I can come play with you. I was like, ooh, that hurt. Come learn with me. I'm sorry. Come learn with me. Let's just have fun. I apologize. That's number one. We got to be willing to observe. Number two, we have to be willing to ask. I don't think that we can hold other people accountable for not telling us if we don't ask. If we ask and they don't tell us, then that means they're trying to probably create some exclusivity or maybe they're also frustrated with explaining some things. So number one, we have to make sure that we sit and we watch and we're willing to observe. Number two, we have to make sure that we ask. We have to make sure that we ask in order to learn the rules and the nuances. And then number three, we have to be willing to look silly. We just have to be willing. I know there's so many people who want to do so many things, but they don't want to look or feel silly trying to do it. I know people who learn languages and they don't want to speak it until they learn the language perfectly. Right. Because they don't want to seem silly. My wife didn't want to play tennis because she she didn't want to come out there and look silly. I know me. I used to be an athlete. 
And I used to to move and walk around with my with my shirt off and all these cool things. And I've let me not being able to look and feel and move a certain way prevent me from going back to the gym. And so I think that when we're trying to become a part of these spaces and we're trying to infiltrate and learn how to navigate and learn the nuances, we have to be willing to do those three things. One, we can learn by observing. We can just learn. As a kid, you learn things. You learn who yard not to play in. You learn whose tree not to uh, to climb. You learn who's the meanest person on the playground. You learn which toy is is uh, belongs to somebody else. Which slide is going to be hot in the summer. You learn. You learn all these things by just observing. The next way I think is you have to ask. If you want to know, we got to ask. And then the third thing, we got to be willing to look to look silly. We got to be willing to make some mistakes, learn from those mistakes so that we can become a part of the groups that we want to become a part of. And that goes not only for social groups, but I think about money. People are so hesitant to talk about money, to ask about money, to observe about money. They will much rather take this long road than ask and make the process shorter. People would much rather with dating and romantic situations, they're trying to be like intuitive and observe all these things. They want to guess and surprise. And it's like, there's a there's a time for that. But I think you can also ask. My wife hates surprises. She would much rather me ask her what she wants to do than me try to guess and do something and be wrong. She's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Just ask me if I want the gift. Just ask me if I want to go eat at the place. Just ask me if I want to travel to. You don't have to surprise me. It's okay. I'm just glad we get to do it together. So. I'm going to slow down just a little bit because I get excited about these things. I want you all to think about a place, an area in your life where you've hesitated to initiate involvement, where you've hesitated to jump in two feet, whether it's starting a business, whether it's saying hello to that special person, whether it's joining a job or a club, moving into a community, going to a social place, whatever that those places are, whatever those things in life you want to do. We have to check ourselves and understand that we don't want to do it or we haven't made that jump for a few reasons. I think we can navigate those spaces more clearly and more easily and more smoothly if one, we commit to observing. If we commit to observing those spaces, who's in there, how they move, uh, where they shop, the language they, they say, they, the ways they talk, all these really cool things. If we just observe, then we'll get some information. I also think we'll get the rest of the information if we ask. And if you ask someone about how to do something and they don't give it to you, then I would argue that you probably don't need to be in that space anyway. Or maybe you need to do some research. That's also asking. That's observing and asking put together. The last thing I think is very, very, very important is that we have to be willing to make mistakes. We cannot wait for the perfect opportunity, the perfect moment in order to get involved. If you wait for the perfect time, it'll never show up. If you wait for the perfect moment, it'll never arrive. I promise you, if you want to, to know the things and if you want to be a part of the places and do the things, observe, ask, be willing to look silly. And that's what happened when my dad came in the room. He was like, hey, hey, what y'all doing in here? Asked, observed. And he definitely looked silly busting in those doors. <laughs> I want you all to bust in doors, break down those walls, overcome those obstacles, get the information, join the clubs, hang out with the people. And I promise you, you'll say, what y'all doing in here? And you'll get an answer. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios. Signing off until next time. Don't let that small moments pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. 
Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list.